Okay. Okay. So just to this is uh, this is not connected to the class. This is connected to all of <laughs> all learning. Is just as we're sitting here and we're watching this on the computer. Is just to keep this in mind. Every animal Hashem created every prey animal with some kind of like special uh, ability to avoid getting eaten by the predators. Yeah. So what's the what is it that the um, like the deer, like you know the sphere, the, the little the little um, gazelles and uh, antelope and stuff, those little those little like cute dudes. What do they have against like for example cheetahs? So this is what they have, and this is very important in while you're watching this class on on some kind of digital thing where obviously internet is available, is the the um, special weapon so to speak that that deer have against cheetahs is that there's a lot of them and when a cheetah is running after a deer at 70 miles per hour and he's got his eyes fixed on this deer and he's he's quicker and he's getting closer 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 closer, closer. and all of a sudden another deer just like skits in front of him just skits past and he just goes like that he just he, his attention is there and he loses the deer that he was about to jump on. Keep, keep that in mind. So it's very a very good idea to silence all beeps and you know pings and buzzes and as much as we can because those can be used very effectively by the Sitra Akhwe in the middle of an important idea to just that 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 flit and the whole the whole binyan just crashes down and we we end up with uh with a fraction of what we could have taken. So that's just my that's just learning in in the digital world keep that in mind okay so the the question that i want to try and answer two questions is what is chasidus and how does the tanya fit in just before we jump, just without getting into a whole lengthy thing you guys can shoot out what you think is chasidus um to me, Hasidus is on a one-word way. It's it's pnimius. Um It's the pnimius of things. It's not just to do things by rote. That's not fair, man. What does that mean? That is, I mean, that's a hundred percent true. But what what does that mean? That's like now we yeah. what is pnimius? So pnimius pnimius to me means um, the exploration of our service. That's what panemius is. It's not taking it at face value, at at at, ex, at constantly the the act of exploring what we do. Okay. Now I'm going to jump in, and I'll say, it gives a, a, a yid, a Jew empowerment, um, not necessarily needing to be sitting in front of a a Talmud or Gemara, per se, but can be out and about in any situation. And know that you are with Hashem, and you can grow and cling anywhere. Okay, great. So I think you'd agree that if you were to ask like twenty Hasidish Yidden, what is Hasidish? You'd you know you'd be you'd get probably twenty twenty different answers. So I'm gonna try and give over what my Rebbe taught me is Hasidish, which is 
a Masoira that he received from his Rebbe, from Rav Yol Khan. My Rebbe is with Manis Freeman, and he received from Rav Yol Khan and the Lubavitch Rebbe from the Rayats, from the um, from the um, Rashab, from the Maharash, and the Tzemach Tzedek, from the Mitler Rebbe, from the Alter Rebbe, from the Magad Mezrich, from the Baal Shem Tov, and then we jump back to Achia Shaloni. It's like that elevator, you know, the elevators in Manhattan that skip like 70 floors in the middle. Yeah, and then and then back to Moshe Rabbeinu. But we'll talk about that. But this is this is what, what I've received from, from my Rory. And the, what we have to do is we have to understand a very, possibly the most, maybe not possibly, I think you could definitely, arguably, the most essential concept in Torah, which is getting getting clarity on the 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 concept of shame and etzem. Shame meaning name, and etzem meaning essence. We have a name, everyone has a name, but we know that's not us. That's not that's not you. That's something about you. Maybe that signifies everything about you. But you is called the etzem. That's the essence. Okay. So the shame is basically, like I said, it's everything about you. It is um it is uh it's the expression of the you. So a great, um, a great kind of one second. I'm going to share my screen a minute. Um, a great diagram for shame and essence is this: is an eye. I can make this bigger. Yeah. Okay. An eye. Okay. So we could call the black part the pupil essence and we could call the um the iris shame okay essence is indivisible it's it's simple it is not bound by time it is not bound by space it's who you really are it's you it's your essence shame is the expression of that it's multifaceted, it's colourful, it's individual, it's it's everything else. But the most important thing to understand is that shame is just an expression of essence. So who you are, that's not something that we can really talk about because it's so simple, it's so unified, it's so true. What you do, how you express that, that we can talk about a lot, a huge amount. So the eye symbolizes that. Now, th this is a really important idea, is one second. Buksha Amma. Okay, so so we all know this. We all know this to fill it. Everyone knows it very well. Buksha Amma, Bahaya Ha'olam, Baruchu. Okay, but look at this very important idea here. Oh, do not want to do that? How do I go back? So, oh. <laughs> what happened there? 
This is helpful. Okay, so it just says that. so um if you actually look how it's phrased, see we constantly talk about Hashem and his name. So look at this Baruch Hu. That's him. Then we go Reishis. He makes uh, he makes creation. He says and he does. He 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 decrees and he upholds. Um, blessed is that he has Rahmanus on the on the on the world. He has Rahmanus on the creations. He uh, he's faithful. He pays a good wage to the ones who fear him. He's alive and eternal, and he exists for eternity. And he's he redeems and he saves Baruch Shemoy. That's his name. So look what we actually say about him. That's it. And we don't really actually say anything about him. We just say what he did. He spoke and the world was. And then we say, Bahu. Yeah, that's Essen. That's the Etzen. That's who Hashem is. You can't speak about that. What he what he does, his name, how that expresses itself, we could go on forever and ever and ever. The whole prayer book is, the whole Siddur is just endless description of his name, okay? So, for example, if a person is a very kind person, then that will be expressed in lots of kind deeds. But that could be expressed in endless different deeds. A kind person could end up doing hundreds, thousands of different deeds in a day that are all kind, but all take on a different form or a different look, etc. But they're all an expression of who he really is. And who he is, is outside of time and space. And like we said, it's, it's not really possible to talk about it. Okay. So the, um, an important, um, thing to understand is once we're talking about our own shame and essence so not only is it our actions but everything that we have is is um nikhlal, as in nikhlal is included in our shame that's one of the reasons why our wife takes on our the man's name is because the female is a is an expression of the male aspect so the the wife actually takes on the name of the man okay that the that everything that we have everything that we own including our personality that's a very important that's our most prized possession our personality we're not our personality we have a personality but that's the most individual thing that we have that's the most important thing that we need to be makadish our personality, literally the most important thing that we have to be Makadish is our personality. And then we have all of our, you know, then there's endless, you know, our resources and our relationships and our knowledge and our, uh, and our, uh, the technology that we own and the, the different koichas that we have, etc., etc. So now, how would you guys define Gullus? Gullus. Exile. What's our definition of Gullus? Well, right now it's 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 not having the base of Migdash, not having Hashem's presence 
in front of us, like basically seen, quote unquote. So that's a that is a gilui. That is a outgrowth of what gullus is. But that is pastorpanim gullus. That's perfectly said, but it's not fair. Because <laughs> what does that mean? Definition of gullus. Come on, give a definition of gullus. Don't just don't just switch the words. <laughs> so gullus is is a state of being. Um, aside from the physical aspects of gullus, gullus is a state of being that that access to Hashem's divinity is, has tremendous amount of. Um, it's it's outside of where Hash. In other words, Hashem is not in where he's supposed to be, and in the world, and 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 it's our job to get it back there. But if you think it's accessible right now, is that what you're saying, y'all? Gullus, it's not it's not entirely possible to get out of I think it's not entirely possible to get out of a some type of gullus, but gullus in, in the, the the certain elements of gullus that we can never we can't get out of till Mashiach comes. So let, let yo let me let's move it over a little bit. Let's see. F- forget about Hashem and, and Torah and, and all that cool heavy spiritual stuff. Think about a simple guy. What would it What would it mean that a regular guy is in gullus? He's in his own personal gullus. We could, we could, we can, you know, we've heard that concept before. What does it mean that a person is experiencing a personal gullus? To me, that sounds like somebody that's lost their attachment to their. I'm I'm gonna use big words, but but. Their divine essence, in other words, so their 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 animal spirit has totally taken over them. Their nefesh of Bahamas has totally taken over them, and there's no. To me, that's a gullus. That's what gullus means. You're saying it perfectly, basically. I'm going to say really, really simply, gullus is a disconnect between etzim and shame, between essence and expression. So a guy who is addicted to something and he's behaving in a manner that is not expressing who he is, he's in gullus. That's it. It's really simple. There's a disconnect between who you are and how you're behaving. The Ula, on the other hand, would be when your behavior is beautifully aligned with who you are and your behavior becomes an expression of who you are, as opposed to concealing who you are. A person in Gullus, his behavior is like when you turn around to a kid who does something crazy and you're like, man, you know, you, you're so much better than that. What are you doing? Why you, Why did you do that? You're so much better than that. That's not you. Yeah. That's that's someone in Gullus. When you turn around to someone and say, wow, that was a that's an amazing expression of that's just that that when a person is aligned, when his behavior is aligned with his etsum neshama, whatever you want to call it, 
however, whoever we're talking about, that's called Geula. When there's a straight path and the behavior, the expre behavior expression that we'll use, we'll use interchangeably, when the behavior is revealing the essence as opposed to concealing the essence. Now, how does that turn? That's the on the microcosmic level. How does that stem with the big picture of Gullus and Gaula with Hashem? And we're going to say something much crazy now. We know that Hashem has a name, yeah? I mean, we call him the name. What what are we referring to when we talk about Hashem's name? That's a that's a tough question. What are we referring it's actually, to? It's actually not at all. It's only a tough question because we don't learn these concepts, but it's simple. You know I mean, when I, so when you frame it like that, <laughs> when we say Hashem's name, we're just it's. It's just, it's everything, but it's nothing. Well, what way? Let's go back a second, yo. We said that name is expression, yeah. Yeah. So, what's Hashem's mode of expression? How does Hashem express Himself? Let's no. stop. Stop a minute. Let me ask you another question, yo. How, how does a man's wife express herself to her husband? Before it gets like violent, I'm just joking. <laughs> what's the first? Um, what's, that, what's our primary mode of expression? Words. Yeah, speech. Right. Baruch she'omer v'haya ha'olam. Now we're starting to understand why it is that Hashem spoke His world into being. Why didn't He like go poof with His hand? Why didn't He like screw it together? Or weld it together. Why did he speak it into being? It's the ultimate way to reveal his expression. Creation is ex Hashem expressing himself. His mm. Creation is an expression of Hashem. Or, let me phrase that, creation in a state of Geula is an expression of Hashem. Kozman creation is in a state of gallus. Hashem is having his expression stifled. He's not being, he's not Zoicha to express himself. Hashem's expression, Hashem is, to say this, to say Hashem is, you can't really ever finish that statement. You can just say Hashem is. You can't really have anything after that. But but to say that Hashem, we know that Hashem's Ratzon is called Torah and Mitzvahs. Ratzon Hashem is Torah and Mitzvahs. And now for, for our intents and purposes, we're going to say that Ratzon is the Etzem Mensch. What you want is really who you are. It goes deeper than that. It really does. And we'll discuss that as we go forward in Tanya. But what you want is who you are. Just as a side point, what you want is just an expression of your pleasure. 
Yeah, so really, Oineg is really who you are. But let's just, let's not go there. And what you want is an expression of machshava, though, not dibur. No, no, no. Machshava is much lower down than what you want. Much lower down. Machshava is, we're going to make a big differentiation in another few weeks between Seichel and Machshava. Machshava is an expression of Seichel, but Seichel is... Uh, is 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 an is an essence in a sense. Seichel is really an expression of 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 uh, of of Ratzon, but but Machshava is lower down. J- just very quickly, just for example, okay. the concept of two plus two equals four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, well, let's just do just 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 for one moment. Let's just do a couple of think. Close your eyes and think in your mind for about five seconds and just do a few different um, calculations of the two times table, okay? Okay, now stop. Have you stopped knowing your two times table? Are you thinking about your two times table right now? Yes. No. You're still thinking about it, you see? No, I know. I stopped at sixty-four. <laughs> yeah, you stopped thinking. Yeah, you stopped thinking about your two times table, but you still know your two times table. Mm-hmm. Thinking is very, very superficial. It's a very. This is this is really the key to life. <laughs> really, the key to to human life, not to Jewish life. To being a human being is understanding how superficial thinking actually is. You can't know something false, but you can, and we nearly always do think things that are false. Thinking is a time-bound behavior; it's an expression. It's it's very it's much lower down on the on the on the in the structure of the person. But anyway, so so so, <clears throat> what are you saying? Yeah, Hashem's Ratzon is Torah and Mitzvahs. That's what he wants. We can call that him. We can call that him. Yeah, it's not absolutely accurate but for for us right now that's that's helpful okay so so Torah and mitzvahs is Hashem that's his Ratzon which is him that's Geula Geula is when his Torah and mitzvahs are being performed in his world the world is like so to speak like his body creation is like his body not that he has a body, but it's like his body. And he wants to express himself through creation. He is Torah and mitzvahs. So when his name is being faithful to him, that's called Geula. What does it mean, his name being faithful to him? You know who Hashem's name is, really? We're Hashem's name, Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael, performing Torah and mitzvahs, means that Hashem's name and him, himself, have become one. That's what it says in Zechariah. That's what he said at the end of Elenu. That is the description of Geula that we speak about always. You with me? 100%. That is talking, that is when Klal Yisrael are doing Torah and mitzvahs. That's his Ratzon, which is him, being expressed in this world, which is his name, and everything's cool. 
that's my Mashkivoldi. That's you know that's called it's called Shalom. Bias. It's called Shalom what is it? It's called Shalom bias <laughs> on a micro level. When our wife is an expression of us, that's called that's called Gaula. That's Shalom bias. Your name is your wife is your name. Yeah. Now, how do you do that? Is you completely give yourself to her, and then she will flip it round and become transparent to you. Just like your rutson is what generates the zera. Yeah, zera comes from the moichin, and that 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 enters into the nakeva, and then she gives that real expression, and that becomes a child. That's the process on a physical level. Okay, so what on earth is Hasidus? Yeah, we've got this concept down, yeah? Shame and etzim. So who was the Baal Shem Tov? Well, first of all, we were learning now that there's he wasn't, the Baal Shem Tov was one of the Baal Shems. We, we're reading now about the Baal Shem of Michelstadt. We're talking about Yisrael, Baal Shem Tov. Right. Yeah. So Yisrael, Hashem uh, Tov, the concept of a shame Tov, and it makes sense that there were other people hmm. with this with this title. Tov, we're going to get into this another time, but Tov basically we can translate as transparent. Okay, we, we the word good is really unhelpful. We're going to use the word transparent. Whenever we talk about Tov, we're going to talk about transparency. He was the Baal Shem Tov. He was the master of the transparent name. Meaning, he symbolized, he typified, he, he was the paradigm of, whatever words you want to use, of his insides being like his outsides. As in, he was just an expression of essence. There was no break. That's what the Baal Shem Tov brought to the world. The Baal Shem Tov brought to the world not a shortcut. That's not the right word to use. But he, he revealed to us the... It's not the method. It's... It's a mystical. It's a it's a ruchnius thing. It's not it's not it's not like a technique. Chasidus isn't a technique. Chasidus is a, is a is a, is a matzias. It's it's when when we connect to that neshama, which is called Yisrael Baal Shem Tov, we start to become transparent to to Hashem Yisbarach. That, that's what he was, that's what he brought to the world, he revealed it, he, I don't know what he did, uh, I don't know, but but on a spiritual level, chasidus means becoming transparent to the Rabboi Shalom. That the Rabboi Shalom starts to pour through you. He is able to express himself through you, truthfully. We're, we're going to unpack this. Yo, you look a little 
whatever we're gonna no not at not at all i'm just want to say one quick thing it just it just gave me the reason why it's very quick we have watches we all went to prague together and we have watches that with the clocks and the clocks the it's an olive phase and the time goes counterclockwise <laughs> you said yeah and it's yiddish watches and and like it's a it's oh there you go you see show show the it's hard to see, but but I, but I see, I see, I see. Yeah, it goes the other way. It's very hard. It takes about five minutes to tell the time, <laughs> but that is, and we love it. But that really is. It's an expression, and why it, it, what you just said really even gives what's the teeth kite behind why we identify with that. Like it goes left to right, you know. There's like if it feels Yiddish and it feels like connected. We're gonna. We're gonna eventually even break that down but that that's very good that's good but at the same time we have to um a yid is not identified with an, uh, the ultimate yid the tzaddik who we're trying to become is not identified with anything of this world nothing we we need to identify with stuff yeah we need a community you can wear your funny watches you can whatever kinds of stuff you want to do yeah it's all good that's fine and enjoy it and 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 make a shtick of it etc but 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 when we learn what real identification is what our whole point is is we're here to identify with the rabbinic shloylem and that is not anything that we can talk about about diamond as you said um Last time we met, and I've been thinking about this, I actually wrote it down maybe 25 times. I wrote down three words 25 times. I've been whispering into people's ears. In fact, yesterday on Shabbos, I was at Kiddush, and I said to a buddy of mine, I said, do you want to know the secret of life? I just learned it. And he said, what is it? I said, it's just two options. It's you or Hashem. And that's it. <laughs> but you're saying it here. It's it's this is all I say, Yitzi. This is the only thing I say. I'm gonna say it in loads of different this is no, I'm not joking. I'm really not joking. I just said the same thing over and 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 again. Just from this side, from this side, this way, this way, this it's the same thing. We're choosing, like you just said, that's the whole thing. It's between me and him. Now now let's go forward because the Baoshemtov was you know who the Rebbe of the Balshemtov was? Wait, guys, do we have to finish in fifteen minutes? Can we go over a little bit? I'm okay. I'm okay. Okay, good. Well, still, I don't want to go too long, but I just want to. Okay, the 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 Rebbe of the Balshemtov. Make sure I'm good. <laughs> was called Achia Shaloni. Hold on one second. Wait, I want to. Oh, I have uh, my somebody wants to come on. Okay, somebody's going to jump on. Um. Okay, you can go. I'm not, I'm not going to share my. Uh, you know, I'll share my screen one minute. Okay, one minute. Yeah. So this is. Can you see this? Yeah. This is a little piece that I pulled out from the Hakdam of the Mission Story from the Rambam. Yeah. When he goes through all of the 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 uh, chain of what was given over of 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 how you know to Shem. Moshe heard from Hashem, and then he gave over to Yeshua and to to Pinchas, to the Zakanim, to Eliakoyan, to, to it went and goes down. Yeah, so it says Zakanim Rabim Kiblum Yeshua, 
They lots of Zakanim received from Yeshua, the Kibble Eli, Elia Cohen from the Zakanim and from Pinchas. Shmuel received it from Eli and pardon me, his base din. David received the Messiah from Shmuel and his base din. Now Achia Shaloni is like a really like cool character in Nach. Like he's he's like goes under the radar, but he was right in it with everyone. But listen, listen to this, man. Listen to this. The Achia Shaloni, he was of the ones who came out of Egypt. The Levi higher, he was a Levi. He heard the words from Moshe. He heard, imagine hearing words from Moshe Rabbeinu's mouth. But he was he was a kid in the times of Moshe. And he received the tradition from David and his based in. Yeah? Now think about that. That's How old was he? Yeah? Exactly. I No one knows his real age. He must have been, he must have died, I think, minimum around 500, 550 years old. It could have been much older than that, but minimum. He, like, he had really a richus yamin. He was a, but they, they speak about that. They speak about that. But listen to this, listen to this. And then Eliyahu learned from Achia Shaloni. But Achia Shaloni was the Rebbe of the Baal Shem Tov. Now, when you... So how do we know, how do we know that? Don't know, but everyone knows that. That's just your dua. <laughs> right. Like, that's like legend that's known. You ask anybody who the Rebbe of the Baal Shem Tov was, and they'll tell you, Achia Shaloni. He was 2,800 years before, the 2,600 years before the Baal Shem Tov. But that, that's, uh, we're just going to, you're right. That's an assumption that we're we're taking that at face value from, from Holy Yidden who told us that. Okay. Okay. But think about this. You know the prayer Dayenu that we just said? Yeah. What does it begin with? Yeah, by the way, it wouldn't have been enough if Hashem hadn't have taken us out of Mitzrayim. That's that's the that's the uh, that's the that's the statement that we make first. But if you had taken us out of Mitzrayim, it would have been enough. What does it end with? Um if he didn't build the base of Migdash or Binyan base of Migdash. Achia Shaloni was the only person in reality ever in existence to have experienced that entire shlav of history. He came out of Egypt and he saw the Binyan Beis Amigdash. He was by the time of... Uh, he he was there at the, at the split, the divide of, of Yisrael into, into Yisrael, into the two kingdoms of Yisrael and Yehuda. So he saw, he came out of Egypt, he went through the entire story of Dayenu, and he saw the Binyan Beis Mikdash. What is that a story of? That's a story of the expression of essence. That's a story of essence being in Gullus. Yeah, Hashem's name being in Gullus. Yisrael was in Mitzrayim and we were being forced to serve Paroi. That was Hashem in Gullus. His name, Am Yisrael, his nation, Am Yisrael, were being were slaves to Paroi, not not their Hashem. And we went through the whole process, read through the whole the whole Tefillah of Dayenu, 
And we end up at the Binyan base of Migdash. Ah, Geula. Hashem's now getting to express himself. Achia Shaloni was the only human being to see the entire process. And that's why he was the Rebbe of the Baal Shem Tov. Wow. That's why the Baal Shem Tov is the, the, the Torah of Baal Shem Tov is Torah of Mashiach. Torah of Mashiach is the, is, is Hashem finally, and finally going to be have, be having his, his, his emestika expression into the world. That's why it's all bound up with oil. I think we said this last week. Is oil is the highest? That's the essence. Like you talk about essential oils. Yeah, the the essence of things is 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 usually an oil or whatever can whatever. And that that oil, that highest essential piece or whatever that you call that, comes down. And that the reason why you end up with grease stains are so difficult to get out is because it goes into the very the very depths of the beged, the very depths of the of the clothes, which of the material, which is this physical world. That that's the whole concept of Mashiach. Anyway, so so Achiyashon, not only was Achiyashon the one who witnessed the entire the entire story from Galus to Geula, he was also um, um, instrumental. In the break of when Yeravim Benavat went 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 north with with uh, with Malchus Yisrael, and when Rochavim went south with Yehuda with with um, Yehuda and Benjamin down down south, that on a spiritual level, Yehuda is Malchus. Yeah, you've heard the expression shame and Malchus. Malchus and shame is the same concept. That's why Bruch Shame Kavoid Malchusoi Leoi Lamvoed. Shame and Malchus is the exact same concept. So, so Malchus went down and Yisrael, which symbolizes the Etsem, went up. Gullus is the separation between shame and Etsem. That's what happened. That was the beginning of Gullus when the when the when 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 the Malchus of David split into Yisrael and Yehuda, that was the that was the um, the beginning of the downward spiral of Gullus. Okay, so now oh, there's so much to say. Let's 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 do this. Let's just one moment share my screen again. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we still have. Asked what is Hasidus? Hasidus is well, we actually did answer it. Hasidus yeah, you is, said you, you said becoming transparent to Hashem, Hashem can express himself through you truthfully. Exactly. That's Hasidus. Now I've brought a bunch of Hazals that will show you this in the most concealed, wondrous way you can imagine, yeah. But it, you're going to love this. This is just so special what we're going to see here now. Okay, Tanu Rabbanon, a Gemurin Nida says, Tanu Rabbanon, Gimel Devarim Ne'amru, B'tziponayim. Three things they say about nails. You ever heard this one? Sorfan, Chosid. Koivran, Tzadik. Zokan, 
Russia. A guy who burns his nails is called a Hasid. A guy who buries his nails is called a Tzaddik. And a guy who throws his nails on the floor is called a Russia. You heard this before? No. So good morning, Nida. You can see that. Now, yeah. what's this about? Yeah, we know that nails cause a, a problem for for pregnant women, yeah? They're yeah. Nice. They're dangerous for naked for for naked for pre, for um for pregnant women, yeah? Now the the Russia, he couldn't care less. He just throws his he just throws his nails on the floor. Yeah, the Tzaddik cares. He buries them. What's with the Chassid burning them? Listen to what Toysus says on the page. I've got it here. Sof and Chassid, Perish. Yeah, you with me? Yeah. Shesrefes Tzipuran Mazekes Adam. That burning the nails is Mazik, the one who's burning them, the person. Sorry about that. Um, you yes, were asking sir. what's with the chassid burning? As we understand, yeah. the tzaddik buries the Russia throws, but what's with the chassid burning? That a guy, when you burn your nails, it it's mazik you somehow. I don't know if it's because of the smell or it's like a bechina of cremation or I don't know, but it it causes you a damage. Therefore, he's a chassid. Why? Shemachmir a serfan because he's he's machmir to burn them. Afogav shemazikvo, even though it's going to be mazik him. Listen to this. This is the definition of a of a chassid and on a human level. The re a a he's worried that a woman's going to tread on the nails, yeah, and 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 cause her a nezek, yeah. This means that. A Suffolk Nezek to another is more real to him than a Vadai Nezek to himself. Meaning that's the definition of Tzaddik. The woman that he doesn't know who might get some kind of damage, that's more real to him than himself. You with me? Yeah. That's a chassid on a human level, but that's keep plugging this into Hashem. Like you said, Yitzi, are you is it about me or him? That's exactly the idea. A chassid is somebody who Hashem's reality is more real to him than his own reality. The next one is Arba. There we go. Um, in Avois. Yeah, Arba Midas but Adam. One who says, what's mine's mine and what's yours is yours. Okay, and it ends up, what's mine is yours and what's yours is yours. Hossid. 
obvious. The other person is more real to him than he is to himself. Is that is that because that's the way Hashem looks at the world? Like it, it, so, therefore, we're portraying that. Mm, I mean, that that's probably true. I don't know. I, Hashem looks at the world. I, I'm trying. To, I'm I'm almost there. I'm so I. I the, the point think, is, it's not about Hashem to us. It's about us to Hashem. We're just talking in human terms. But what we're trying to do is we're talking about a mindset, a an inner experience. By the chassid, the other is more real to him than he is to himself. That's on a human level. When it, when that's plugged into your relationship with God, that means he is more real to you than you are to you. Is that bittle? I don't like using that word, but yeah, that's exactly what bittle. I don't either like using that word, by the way. Yeah, that's funny, yeah. but I just used it anyway. But... It's is, it is exactly that. Yeah, it says like this: Koloma lahafkir l'cha'eshali. To be mafkim to get into this right now is going to be is going to be too much. But v'chalilali l'kabel meshalach that it it's a chalila to be makabel something from you. Who am I to receive something from you? It's not like a oh no no you know. Uh, it, it's like, who am I to take something from you? It's like you're throwing something on the floor. It's like the opposite of a Russia. You know, you know, we, we wonder like with tzedakah, some people can't give tzedakah. You know why it's so difficult for some people to give tzedakah? Is because the other person isn't a reality. They're not a real thing. So to them, giving someone tzedakah is like throwing money on the floor. You can't throw money on the floor. That's called a Russia. A Russia is somebody whose reality, his personal reality is more real to him than the others. Or maybe uh, the ultimate Russia is that I am real and you are an illusion. You are. Yeah, but Rabbi Diamond, I'm, I'm struggling a bit because you have to have a love for yourself and, and the tzaddik. He's burying it. It's not like the woman is going to be stepping on it or whatever it is. It's buried. And he's not putting harm to himself. So why is that not the ultimate? Why is there still another level? Because the, the difference, that's a good question. The point of burying is that when you bury nails, there's a small chance that someone might still tread on them. That's, the, that's exactly the point. The burning them is the ultimate level of getting rid of them. But he's damaging himself through it. The question of loving yourself, by the way, is a very important question because it's about loving your divinity, which is really, you, you should know, by the way, you want to hear, I'm not a big Gamacho guy, but this is one that will knock you off your chair. It's 907. The Gamacho of Love your neighbors yourself, I'm Hashem. And Love Hashem, your God, is the same. 907. That's a big commercial. Yeah. Anyway, let's keep going. We have another one. Um, this is the this is again in our voice, yeah, where he says um he will give tzedakah and he wants other people to give tzedakah. That's a chassid. There's the idea of I will give, but I don't want other people to give. Yeah, that's um so that's like the idea of um you know when we go to a keva we when we go to a base of kavaras we tuck our tzitzes in yeah 
because yeah. they, like we say it could give uh, yeah. they could be uncomfortable because they want to do mitzvahs mm-hmm. and they see you do mm-hmm. mitzvahs they get a little bit jealous yeah yeah go to go to the kever of a tzaddik I daven a shimon tzaddik every day I have a big schus yeah tell us to fill in yeah tell us to fill in all everything it, it's it, there's no tucking in sitzes it's the opposite how comes by the kever of a tzaddik it's all the mitzvahs you can do and by a basic kavaras, you tuck your tzitzes in. Because by the basic kavaras, where there's normal people, we're choshesh, that they will see you and say, I wish I could serve Hashem. By the tzaddik, he sees you and he's like, oh, thank God, somebody's serving Hashem. It's the difference between wanting to bring your father the slippers and wanting your father to have the slippers. Huge difference. Because when you want to bring your dad the slippers and your brother brings him the slippers, that's a little bit difficult. But when you want your dad to have the slippers, you couldn't care less. It's about your dad. That's where we're trying to get our mind to. That's where we're trying to get to. Let's just finish off now. Um, I'm not going to quote this because that's going to take too much time. But let's read. Just... In Yana Diyoma, the story of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Yeah. Now, let's let's just let, let's just read this, okay? I'll read it in English. Yeah, the Rabbi Yehuda began, and he said, "Look how nice the the mysim of this nation, being Romi, are. They 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 set up um, um, marketplaces. They fixed up bridges. They set up um, bathhouses." Rabbi Yossi Shasak, Rabbi Yossi didn't say anything. Nana Rabbi Yehuda ben, uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, the Omar, everything that they did, they only did it for themselves. They made uh, they made the um, the marketplaces for zoners. They made the bathhouses to just have a big geschmack. They made bridges to take um, to take um, taxes. And then Yehuda ben Gerim, he went and told the the authorities what what um, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yossi, and Rabbi Shimon said. And what did they say? He said, "I'm a Yehuda Sheila." So they said back. The Malchus of Romi said back that Yehuda, who was Meshabech them, they were they were they were Meshabechim. Yossi, who was Shasak, who didn't say anything. They put him into Galus, into Tipuri. Shimon Shigina, Rabbi Shimon, who was Magana them, Yehorek. He needs, he, they, they sentenced him to death, yeah? Now listen to these de- next two words. Azohu Uvrei, he and his son went to Shoi Bay Midrasha. They went and hid in a base Midrash. And the rest of the story was Miss Galgirl from that. This is the story of how Panemius Atoira, yo, coming back to what you said, yeah? Panemius, yeah? This is the story of how Panemius Atoira began. Look at it. Panemius Atoira, the entire Panemius Atoira that we have, which came from Ebishon and Bayochai, which was revealed through Ebishon and Bayochai, came from. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. These eight words are the Shoresh of the entire Panemius Torah. Look at that. 
These eight words, man. Wow. Everything that they did, they did it for themselves. Rabbi Shimon's Hakpada on thinking of yourself as a Manda'ama was what caused the revelation of the entire Torah Hasidus, the entire Panemius Torah. Yo, you hear that? Wow. Big, no? It's huge. Mama's huge. So that was the that was a that was where Panemius the Torah came from. Now I'm just gonna give a minute. Um, just to plug it back now, we're winding up here. That yeah, the Tzemach gave a marshal for Hasidus. He said, what I heard from my Rebbe, that um, water can become, uh, water can't become tame, yeah, as long as it's connected to its source, but it can become filthy. Anybody who's been to a mikvah on Friday, late Friday afternoon knows exactly what I'm talking about. That's my theory, by the way, about Yoshki. It was like very late Friday afternoon, and it would have been a particularly busy particularly busy day at the mikvah and as he walked on it he just didn't quite penetrate that nearly happened to me one time anyway, I'm just saying, that um that water can't become tummy um but it can become filthy now water is Torah what what can make Torah become filthy? Or what is the filth that could be in Torah? The Atmias, the Anochias. Yeah. Leo is Talmud Hochum. To be a Talmud Hochum, covered identity, anything, it gets more and more subtle, but that's what makes it filthy. Yeah. Now the thing is that you can always burn water off. Water never, like, it never, like, gets, it never changes on a molecular level. It's, like, inert. Sorry, I didn't catch it. What makes water, what makes Torah filthy? Is the self-interest, learning for selfish purposes. Now, that has lots of levels. That that has, you know, from the from the most filthy level of wanting to slug somebody up and to show that you're a big town with to a very subtle level of wanting to just you know wanting to know or wanting to like that you know wanting to feel meaning in your life or accomplishment that's also a, a more subtle level but anyway the point is that water can always be distilled you can always apply heat or fire to water and that will burn off the water and because the because the dirt never actually affects the water on a molecular level even salt that you know you can burn off you can you can burn salt water yeah and you'll end up with the salt and the water separate so you can always burn off you can always burn the water out of the um out of the uh so you can always Dimmer. burn the, the, the dirt out of the water and get the water pure. The Tzemach said that that fire is Hasidus. 
the learning of these concepts, and Hasidus isn't just like, you know, cute Vortlach, as we're going to see. Hasidus is not just cute Vortlach that you read on a Friday afternoon or, you know, Shabbos afternoon. Yeah, Hasidus is... Love those. <laughs> yeah, they're also good. But but see, there's there's meaning that is concealed within words or letters. Yeah, letters make up words and words contain meaning or concepts. So I can say to you, I love you. Now, that means that the words contain uh, a concept of my love for you. The concept contains me. When this this needs a whole class in itself. But we'll talk about this at length, Bezvat Hashem. But, but, but when we talk, I'm actually transferring me into you. Talking is a moshul. When I give you a moshul, it means that I've got a concept that's too big for your mind as it is. I package it into some kind of thing that you can relate to. It goes through the air into your mind and it unpacks there. And, and that's, that's a moshul. That's, that's letters. That's words. Words is me packing myself into these little packets, whatever spewing them out my mouth they go into your mind and they unpack in there that's me unpacking in you but what about if i'm giving over what my rebbe said what's being unpacked in you now and what about if my rebbe is giving over what his rebbe said and what his rebbe said and what his Rebbe said, 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 and his Rebbe was the 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 altar Rebbe, the Balatanya, and his Rebbe was the Magadam Mezrich, and his Rebbe was the Baal Shem Tov, and his Rebbe was Achia Shaloni, and he was, once you're back to Achia Shaloni, you're there with David and Melech, you're there with Moshe Rabbeinu, with Shmuel, Hanavi, Mepir Gavura. He stood at Harsinai. Achia Shaloni stood at Harsinai. So that's that's what Torah is. Torah is the unpacking of the Rabbeinu Shalom inside of you. Just like when your wife says, I love you. Yeah, She should say it a lot. When she says, I love you, that's her unpacking herself inside you. She transferred herself to you. Torah is Hashem. That's why the most important question of when you're trying to find your Rebbe, if, you, if you're if you looking for a Rebbe, your most important question, the, maybe the only question that's necessary is who is his Rebbe? That's what, that's what Torah is. Torah means the Messiah, Rebbe, Ben, all these stick with the Rebbe, watching him eat and, and standing with him when he's davening and and, and going with him to Tashlich and, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that's nice. That's cute. You can do that. That's fine. But that's not we aren't really a Rebbe is. A Rebbe is a man that you listen to. What does it mean to be Mavato Yodas? I speak to people, you know, people will say to me, yeah, oh, I, I, I'm Mavato my Das to, to, to Reb Nachman. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't understand. I don't know, but I know that I'm a vat on my dust to have Nachman. Yeah. So you say to them, "Well, how did you know? How do you know how to do that?" They say, "Well, I learned it in Torah, you know, whatever, test, whatever." But I just made that up. 
We said, but oh, I don't understand. Yeah, how did you understand that? I use my mind. What, what, but if you can't trust your seichel, then how is it that you, well, how can you believe that then? If you have to be, if you're being mevatal your seichel to Nachman because of something he taught you, you're stuck. You hear? You can't be mevatal your seichel. How are you mevatal your seichel? You want to know how you're mevatal your seichel? Is you listen to your Rebbe again and again and again and again and again. And your mind starts to become his mind. It, it folds and bends and, and shapes itself into his mind. That's called bitul das. Shustain? Shustain. You can't turn around and say, I'm a vatal my das. You're not mavatu. You, you are mavatu your das. Therefore, you're talui on your das. Who said you should be mavatu your das to him? I'm not saying that about Rav Nachman. I'm just, because I, I hear people say that a lot. But really, the avoider of the tzaddik is you, you don't just say, oh, I'm mavatu my das. Is your mamik in his Torah, in his Torah, which is him, which is not really him. It's the Raboyna Shloylam enclosed in him. And you're mamik and you're again and again and you go again and you get it clear and you talk it out with your friend and then and he says, well, that, and then you're like, yeah, well, that can't be. And you go back and you go again and again and again and you get clearer and clearer. And before you know it, it takes some time, your mind starts to become his mind. Like we said at the beginning, remember what we said at the beginning? When do you stop quoting an idea? When it's become you? This is exactly the idea. And that's Tanya. <laughs> See what the what what the old Rebbe did, which was a, to call the old Rebbe genius, is just a complete bizarre to him for me to call him genius. That he did something different from what I know to all the other Sadiqim and all the other Hasidim of his generation is he wrote a book, and then he gave over. A Torah Shabal pair with that book. You've heard people refer to the Tanya as a Torah Shabal Chasidus. You ever heard that expression? No. So in, in Chabad, they say that it's the Torah Shabal of Chabad Chasidus. Everyone, you know, people, you know, think it's cute and whatever. Um, but it, this is this is what I've understood that it actually means is that tell me, what can you do from the Torah Shabal, the actual Torah? How many mitzvahs can you perform from the Chumash? I don't know. Zero. I think maybe not eating chazir you could do. That that makes sense. But you wouldn't know what chazir is with just the Chumash. How do the I know uh, Don't steal. And it means anyway, don't don't steal uh, don't steal um uh, a human being, don't kidnap, and then don't murder. What about the Sanhedrin? They murder. I mean, the point is the Chumash is completely concealed. You can't... Where do we know all the mitzvahs? How do we know all the mitzvahs? From the Torah Shabbat Peh. Put Totafos between your eyes. Yeah, what on earth is a Totafos? So the Torah Shabbat Peh explains all that to you. So now the question becomes, why do you need a Torah Shabbat If you can't do anything from a Torah Shabbat and you do everything from the Torah Shabbat and all of the extra embellishments and amazing things in the Torah Shabbat 
Why not you need a Tosh Bechsav? You hear the question? Because if it wasn't for the Tosh Bechsav, don't get me wrong, there's also other big things going on, obviously. But the, the most simple understanding is that without a Tosh Bechsav, the Tosh pair would be something completely different in like two generations. The Torah Shabbat keeps the Torah Shabbat Peh MS. But it's all about the Torah Shabbat Peh. And that's why you could say when you read it, Torah Shabbat Peh. The Torah that is above the Peh. Because the Torah Shabbat is, we call it Al Pi Hashem, from the mouth of Hashem. What's above the mouth is the, is the mind. So you want access, you want to get into Hashem's mind, that's Torah Shabal Peh. Just in time. <laughs> Torah Shabal Peh. So, so the Torah Shabal is what allows the real essence, which is the Torah Shabal Peh, to remain and to go through. And that, that was the genius of, if I can say such a thing, of the Alter Rebbe and the difference between what the Alter Rebbe did and what all the other Tzadikim did is that he wrote a book and he gave that book over with Parish to his son and to his grandson and down, down, down through to the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe through to Rav Yol Khan, Rav Manis Friedman and I don't know what Swiss I had to be macabre this but now you're also being Zeichel to be Makabalit as well. That's that's what the Tanya is. Tanya is the most authentic. I don't know of another, another um, like we all pick up the Svarim, yeah, and we read through the Moranayim and uh, the Priyarets and the, you know, the Magin of Ram and all, all the all the Chassidish Svarim, yeah? But we're not receiving the Torah Shabbat Peh. We're not listening. You can read those books in any, you know, in endless different ways. They are like the Torah Shabbat But the difference of the Tanya is the Tanya was given over with a Masoira. And that comes in about, I've learned, I've learned Tanya with some big, big Talmudei Chachamim. Really big Talmudei Chachamim. And Chassidish Talmudei Chachamim. And it's literally not worth 5% of learning it from a Pasha to Chabadzka who has the Masoira. Don't get me wrong, there are Chabadzkas who don't have the Masoira. I'm not, I'm not a Lubavitcher Bechlach. But, but, but the point is, it's not about the text and learning the text. It's about the Torah Shabal pair that is connected to the text. And when you know it, the text reminds you of it and keeps it all in check. And therefore, we're receiving the Zera of the Alter Rebbe, who received it from the Magad of Medjish, who received it from the Baal Shem Tov, who received it from Achia Shaloni. And you're now back by the Pir Gavura. You're by Hashem. And that mamash makes you transparent. It, it literally makes you transparent. As we were going to go into this deep and we're going to get these ideas, we're going to get them clear. We're going to have our brain formed differently. And you're going to see that we're going to start caring much, much less about our own pleasures. To the wow. point where your pleasures will become almost irrelevant to you. Almost irrelevant. And then when we're zoichet to the level of Rabbi Shem Bayochai, your pleasures will not be there. But right now, what we can do is we can work on 
work on not taking our pleasures so seriously. That's really, like we said, remember we said you are the ruts on, and then I said it's like a side point, but really your ruts on is an expression of your pleasure. Really, 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 you're your pleasure. The less we can take that seriously, the less serious we take that, the more of a chassid we become. And just to just as a to finish off now as a as a as a helpful thing is that yeah, if we can start putting our wife's pleasure above our pleasure, that's a very good hachana for that's like one of the most profound avoiders we can do in our avoiders Hashem. Putting her pleasure above our pleasure in all. I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking, I wasn't talking in regards to intimacy there, that as well, but I'm talking in regards to just life in general. When we can make her agenda more hosher than our agenda, yeah, that's a very, very helpful, um, that's a massive part of our void, a massive part of our void is becoming transparent to Hashem, which means becoming a chosid, which really means becoming koichav Yaakov, a, a star, in the sky that Hashem can pour through, come into this world, and that's the Yomu, yeah, Hashem Echad Yishmoyechad. That's Geula, as well, Hashem. Shkoyach. Amen. You want to... Wow, that was amazing. You want to close the recording? I have so much I want to say. Wow. <laughs>